This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 139. Today we are talking about importance of family dinner time and three ways to save time and money through meal planning. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Food is the musical soundtrack of our lives. It bolsters our traditions, it maintains our fondest memories and our notion of home and family, and in the most basic sense, our ability to live and breathe day in and day out. It is around food that we gather in joy and grief. It is an offering that comforts us in bad times and enriches the good times. No other thing in the living world nourishes us physically while also affecting us on an emotional level the same way that food does. And I'm really hoping to convey is that food matters. It's an honor and a privilege to feed the people in our lives and to gather around a table where there is always, always home to be found. Joanna Gaines from Magnolia Table, book two. I am so excited and delighted to talk to you about family dinner time and saving money through meal planning. This is something I'm super passionate about, and I've been thinking about this for like a month and all the different things that I want to say. And the thing that keeps coming back to my mind when I'm thinking about dinner time is in the movie While You Were Sleeping. I'm, if you, I'm sure if you've seen this movie, most, most of you probably have there. It's when she is coming to meet the family of the guy that she's engaged to and he's in a coma. So she, it's just this funny, funny show. Anyway, this family, this guy she's engaged to, and this family is just, just kind of your normal family, but it's so crazy. They have like four different conversations going on at the same time. And The mom keeps talking about how creamy the mashed potatoes are over and over again and how delicious they are. And then, you know, the other part of the family is randomly talking about different actors and how tall they are. And it's just so funny and such a good glimpse into what family dinner time can really look like. How it's just kind of crazy and you can see all these personalities coming out. And I love how, as I've thought more about this, movies often use the family dinner table to help you get to know the characters. I was asking my kids what movies they think that really are have a great family dinner time. One of them that came up for my teenage boys is they thought Shrek number two was so funny when the donkey is, you know, being funny at the table and Shrek and the dad are fighting and just the different things that are going on. So that really brought out their different characters and the different kinds of people they are, how they're funny or serious or angry in the moment. You get to see the relationships between the characters. Another really great example of mealtime during movies is in Back to the Future. I love how during each of the movies, they have family dinner time is the one thing that is normal and constant in the movies. So whether that be in the Old West when they're eating rabbit that had been shot and he's got bullets coming out with the dirty water that's really setting the, the stage of the time, or whether they're in the future and she's got those hydrated pizzas that she just pops in the thing and then it comes out perfect. At the very beginning of the first movie, you see that the mom is talking about 
her and her husband's where they first met on their first date. And you really get to, to hear this, the set the story of the movie. And I love that this is happening around the dinner table. I think it's super important. Other family movie dinner times, such as The Incredibles, which feels a little bit more like my family dinner time often, where you're gathered around and maybe you're eating leftovers or maybe you're eating something fresh, but the the dad is there and he's just kind of had a long day at work and he's thinking about work and the mom's trying to get the conversation going and the baby's got food dribbling over and the kids are fighting one of them is running around super fast and the other one's blocking with shields and it's all a bit of chaos and that's that's kind of what family dinner time looks like sometimes but look at all the different personalities that you see in that moment you you can see the superpowers that come from the kids i just think that that is really really kind of fun example so family dinner time is going to look a little different for everybody and it's going to look a little different every day but the important thing is is that we're having it and that we're gathering and that we're connecting so now that we know we need to take a minute every day to nourish our bodies and connect and get to know what is happening with each other in our lives, let's go ahead and talk about how we can save, this saves us some time and money by doing a little bit of planning beforehand. So we all know that eating out is way more expensive than preparing our own food generally. And so I, I have kind of a little system that I like to use when it comes to getting our meals ready and planning them. So I'm going to give you three different tips today. So I have a um, this meal planning guide, this packet, and all kinds of different information on my website about this. If you want a deeper look, I'm going to tell you at the end where you can find all of that. And But I'll just give you a little, a little piece today so that we're not taking hours talking about dinner. Though I could because I love it so much. <laughs> okay, so my first step is that look at the calendar. You don't want to have these huge expectations. You want to make this big Thanksgiving feast style gorgeous dinner on a night when you have 17 activities to run to, right? You want your meal to be quick and simple. So look at your calendar. What days do you want to have a more elaborate sit-down dinner where you take a little bit more time? And what days do you really need to keep it simple? What days do you would it be easier if you're going to throw something in the crock pot earlier or a day when you really need to prep everything maybe in the morning or that night? When is your prep time? When can you get your get your dinner chopped up and ready to go? Um, sometimes that might look like making dinner and then prepping a little for the next day because you know the next night you're going to be going too crazy. When I think of this, I thought of the scene in Cheaper by the Dozen. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but they're all, they've got their dozen kids and they're all working to prep the meal together in the morning before school because that's when they, they're doing all their lunch prep. So they have all these different stations of the kids doing the different things. And they've got their big breakfast station. So they're doing breakfast and lunch at the same time so that they can have all that prep done. You know, of course, dinner time isn't going to, or breakfast time, whatever meal it is, meal time is not always going as it should. And so the kid has this pet frog and it jumps in the eggs and it spatters all over everybody and it's this really funny memory. Sometimes those crazy things that happen are the little fun spice that happens in the mealtime. But the big key is to be as prepared as you can so that you can be ready when the crazy happens and you can just keep going on your day. Step number two, we're going to make a list of two weeks of your meals. So ask yourself, what easy meals can I make? 
ask yourself, what is your favorite meal? If you were Harry Potter eating at Hogwarts, what special meal would you want to appear that the house elves had created for you? What would be out on the table? What What's a meal that gives you comfort? What do you have in your fridge or your freezer that maybe needs to be eaten up? You know, you could easily do a rollover meal and sometimes that inspires some ideas. Make a list of two weeks of meals. And if you need help with this, we have so many dinner ideas on our blog and you could have breakfast for dinner or you can whatever fun thing that you want to do with that but just make sure that you plan it out and then my third tip is to ask your kids what would they like because the worst is when you're at the dinner table and everybody's complaining it's like they're in the indiana jones movie at the temple of doom and he's sitting there so disgusted as they're cutting open the snake and all the other little snakes are there or they're eating the monkey brains we are not serving these kinds of things to our kids, though sometimes they think that the things that we are making are about as appalling as those things. And that is totally fine. But if we give them a chance to have their favorite meal or something that they really enjoy, maybe they're not going to act so appalled when we're making the other things. This really helps my kids with their picky eating. It helps with food waste. If we all like the dinner better, we're going to eat more of it and we're going to probably be happier with the leftovers. That's another thing to think about. What meal do you like to make that you really like eating the leftovers? Because that can be a huge part of saving you money in your budget is when you have a little extra to eat those leftovers. Another way to think about this is to ask your friends what they're making. I I remember when my kids were little and we'd be playing at the park I would always ask my friends, what are you making for dinner? Because I always wanted fresh ideas. And what do your kids like to eat for dinner? And just having some different ideas sometimes can bring some excitement. So I want to tell you a little bit about what is in this meal planning printable packet. It's completely free. It doesn't cost a thing. Okay, so in this packet that I've created, it has five ways to save time and money menu planning. We talked about three of those today. There's an explanation of how I menu plan. There's printables that you can work through, three weeks of dinner plans, teaching you how to make an efficient shopping list. I am a huge proponent of mapping out what you want in certain different departments of the grocery store so you're not spending more time at the grocery store than you have to. Um, another, and, and I have more tips on how I do that as well. And then I also have some tips and tricks for picky eaters. So there's all these things in this meal planning printable packet that you that you can link to. So where you can find this, on my blog, I have what's called my freebie resource library. And so it's so great because all you have to do is click on it and then you punch in your email and it sends you the password to get into this library. And this library contains not only this meal planning printable packet, but all the different things that we have been creating that need a home. So if you, it has ideas like better conversation at the dinner table, all my holiday menus, some family fun activities, chore charts, all of that is in this resource library. Instead of me trying to email out those different things and not knowing who got what, it's just so much easier to have it all housed in the library so you can see exactly where everything is. So go over to our show notes on our show notes are going to have a link where you can go to this resource library and just plug in your email so you can get the password and get access to all of this there's so much so much stuff in there so usually when i have a guest on here i like to ask my guests three helpful and happy questions and since 
I don't have a guest with me today. I thought I would answer them. And maybe these aren't my favorite, favorite things ever, but these are my favorite things this week. So this, my first question I usually ask my guests is what is your favorite food or meal? So over um, Christmas, it's also me and my husband's anniversary. And we had the chance to go down to Waco for a night. And we got to go to the Magnolia silos and check out all the fun fixer-upper stuff. One of the funnest parts of that for me was going to their restaurant Magnolia table and eating all their yummy food. I loved it. The breakfast that I got there was divine. It was this French toast with strawberries and whipped cream. And it had all these really yummy crunchy things on it that I'd never seen on French toast before. And so when I got home, I just had to recreate it because we live way too far to drive two hours to this restaurant anytime we want to eat there. So we made up our own French toast crunch with strawberries recipe and it has this really yummy caramel sauce on it and we make fresh whipping cream to put on it and it's just so good. So that is new on our blog. So you've got to go check out that recipe. It would be so romantic to make for Valentine's Day. Your kids would love it. It's great for a Sunday brunch or a lazy Saturday morning, or even breakfast for dinner. Love it so much. So, and speaking of Magnolia, I just love Joanna Gaines so much. I love everything that she has written about food and family, and I got her cookbook, and I've just been loving it. So, I wanted to read you something from her. This is super cute that I really like. Um, this is, it says, back when Chip and I were young parents, raising our four kids under the age of four, food became a survival tool, a physical means of nourishing six bodies three times a day. I longed for easy, not new, so I leaned into the food I grew up with, the no-fail recipes that I could be confident I wouldn't mess up while four hungry babies stared up at me. During those years, dinner was rarely elaborate or impressive, but it was, on most days, the only time we could all sit around the table and be intentional about sharing a meal together. I started to notice a pattern that followed this nightly rhythm. When dinner was served, the house quieted, stories were told, and when it was time to excuse ourselves, everyone was fed in more ways than one. If not for the warm food on the table, those sacred evenings wouldn't have happened. And so every day, it seemed, I found myself anticipating dinner around the table, which soon turned into thinking ahead about what I might serve and how I could set the table to make dinner time feel a little more special. And that's when I began to see the kitchen differently for what it had to offer my family beyond the place where we stored our produce and stacked our plates. What had once been a place I often dreaded, I now saw as a gift, there to equip me with the space and tools I needed to make these meals possible. I love that. That's in Magnolia 2 cookbook. I love it. I find the same things. I feel like when my kids were little, I was not spending a lot of time on dinner. And my kids are still little. I still have little kids, but I have big kids too. So it feels like we've all grown up a little bit. But I find that it really is amazing, the connections that can happen at dinner time. And I'm not saying that my dinner time is like this special sharing spot. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it's like the Incredibles, like I was saying earlier, where the kids are running around or they're disgusted like Indiana Jones or the frogs are flying into the eggs. Luckily, no actual frogs have flown in our eggs. We've had frogs in other places of our house, but luckily not in the eggs. But instances like that, the, the three-year-old's crying and running around the house and you can't get everyone to stay at the table. But for the most part, I just think it's so important to have that tradition. Helpful and happy question number two 
Usually I ask, what is the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation? And I, this is just so hard for me because I feel like every trip is my favorite trip. But the fun, fun trip that we took last spring, spring break, where we actually were when the world shut down for COVID was New Orleans. We had so much fun. We started in the bayou a you know, a few hours north of New Orleans, and we had just kind of this quiet Airbnb, and we fished on the deck at the property, and it was so cool. We took a swamp tour. I loved it up at Cata Lake, and then we went down to New Orleans, and it was so much fun. It was my daughter's birthday, and we went to Cafe du Monde and got the beignets or like those warm French donuts with the powdered sugar all over them, and we drank the fresh squeezed orange juice. And took the trolley around and did so many different things. So go to those posts. Those have been posted up on our blog. The New Orleans one is posted just this week. And the Cattle Lake one was posted long before that. But they, they're linked together. You can find them. And they'll be in the show notes. But we had so much fun. And if you have been wondering or wanting to go, this will give you a whole bunch of fun family things to do in New Orleans that is not the crazy Mardi Gras environment. But that is really, really fun. And we've got some fun New Orleans recipes on there too. Okay, so other one, the last question of these helpful and happy questions is homemaking hacks. So this homemaking hack, I love to throw in here. So when you are making dinner, look at your meal plan and you're going to have your meal plan all planned out because you're going to have your meal planning packet. You're going to have everything set to go for two weeks. It's going to be amazing. But when you're making dinner, look at your meal plan for the next night and see if there's anything in your freezer that you might need to pull out for the next day. That way you don't have to worry about defrosting something because anytime I have to defrost something to make dinner, I'm just like, oh, forget it. Because I usually don't have that extra time, right? So I pull out the thing out of my freezer and just pop it in my fridge that needs to be defrosted until the next night. And it is such a lifesaver. So get out that meal plan and and do that. It'll be so helpful. Okay, so just to wrap things up, I just wanted to add one more thing that I'd love to share that if you can involve your kids in the kitchen, that has been such a blessing to me, not only in just having them learn how to cook and how important that is, but they are so much less picky and they're so much more invested in our meal and they just really love it. I want to read the little part. I've been reading Little Men by Louisa May Alcott. She's the author of Little Women. And this is all about, if you've seen that movie or read that book, this is all about the little school for boys that Joe starts running after Little Women. And it is so much fun. So in this scene, the all the little boys have not been very nice to Daisy. And they are not letting her play with them. And so... Joe decided to get her a little mini kitchen installed and so that Daisy can have little cooking plays that she calls it cooking plays. So it's where she's learning how to cook and it's super cute. So, okay, here we go. This is Joe talking. Put on your vegetables, set up the table, and then have some coals kindling ready for the steak. What a thing it was to see the potatoes bobbing about in the little pot, to peep at the squash getting soft so fast in the tiny steamer, to whisk open the oven door every five minutes to see how the pies got on, and at last, when the coals were red and glowing, to put two real steaks on a finger-long gridiron to proudly turn them with a fork. The potatoes were done first, and no wonder, for they had boiled frantically all the while. 
They were pounded up with a little pestle and had much butter and no salt put on. Cook forgot in the excitement of the moment. Then it was made into a mound in a gay red dish, smoothed over with a knife dipped in milk and put in the oven to brown. So absorbed in these last performances that Daisy had had Daisy been that she forgot her pastry till she opened the door to put in the potato, and a wail arose, for alas, alas, the little pies were burnt black. Oh, my pies, my darling pies, they are all spoilt, cried poor Daisy, wringing her dirty little hands as she surveyed the ruin of her work. The tart was especially pathetic, for the quarrels and zigzags stuck up in all directions from the black and jelly, like the walls and chimney of a house after a fire. "'Dear, dear, I forgot to remind you to take them out. It's just my luck,' said Aunt Jo remorsefully. "'Don't cry, darling. It was my fault. We'll try again after dinner,' she added as a great tear dropped from Daisy's eyes and sizzled on the hot ruins of the tart. More would have followed if the steak had not blazed up just then and so occupied the attention of Cook that she quickly forgot the lost pastry. "'Put the meat dish in your own plates down to warm while you mash the squash with butter and salt and a little pepper on top,' said Mrs. Jo, devoutly hoping that the dinner would meet with no further disasters. The cunning pepper pot soothed Daisy's feelings and she dished up her squash in fine style. The dinner was safely put upon the table. The six dolls were seated on three on a side. Teddy took the bottom and Daisy the top. When all were settled, it was a most imposing spectacle, for one doll was in full ball costume, another in her nightgown. Jerry the worsted boy wore his red winter suit, while Annabella, the noseless darling, was airily attired in nothing but her own kid skin. Teddy, as father of the family, behaved with great propriety, for he smilingly devoured everything offered him and did not find a single fault. Daisy beamed upon her company like the weary, warm, but hospitable hostess so often to be seen at larger tables than this, and did the honors with an air of innocent satisfaction which we do not often see elsewhere. The steak was so tough that the little carving knife would not cut it, the potato did not go round, and the squash was very lumpy, but the guests appeared politely, unconscious of these trifles, and the master and mistress of the house cleared the table with appetites that anyone might envy them. The joy of skimming a jugful of cream mitigated the anguish felt for the loss of the pies, and Asia's despised cake proved a treasure in the way of dessert. "'That is the nicest lunch I ever had. Can't I do it every day?' asked Daisy, as she scraped up and ate the leavings all around. That is, I just think, the cutest. I love that little book. It is so much fun. That is actually maybe one of my favorite parenting books, as well as just a novel, because the way that Mrs. Joe treats the kids is just exactly how I want to be. So I hope that you have a fantastic time meal planning and involving your family in cooking and getting to know your family more over the table. And the dinner turns out there is always pizza to be had. Just to finish up, I'm going to read you one more quote from Magnolia Table. From Joanna Gaines. This is from her first cookbook, and I think it sums everything up perfectly. The kitchen actually reminds me a lot of the garden. You put your hands to work and tend to it, and when the harvest comes, it gives back to you a hundredfold. There is a reward that comes from working with your hands, whether it's in your home, garden, or kitchen. We can choose to view the everyday tasks of life as either chores or gifts. It's powerful. Just a slight change in perspective can transform something that you dread into something you look forward to. For me, this whole cooking thing has become one of the things I look forward to the most, and I wouldn't trade my time in the kitchen for, every, for anything. From Joanna Gaines. Have a wonderful week. If you love this episode, please go share it with a friend. We would love that so much. And if, you, if there's something about this podcast that you loved, please 
go to your podcast app that you're listening through and leave us a rating and review. I would love so much to hear what you're thinking. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening through our blog, throw a little comment there in the show notes. Have a great week.